new CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No it's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, everybody. Week 15. Two games left as we are here on Sunday night. Waiting for Jaguars and Ravens to start. We got maybe Jalen Hurts playing, maybe Geno Smith tomorrow. We don't know on Monday Night Football. But we're here to talk about Saturday and Sunday's action. The biggest winners, the biggest losers, and the injuries you need to know about. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, and Heath Cummings. Jamie Eisenberg will be on a little bit later. Um, good uh, good evening, guys. I hope you didn't play against, gosh, a, a lot of it. Jared Goff, Brock Purdy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. Yep. Yeah, I played against Purdy. I played against the Porta in two leagues. Is Purdy and the Porta combo? You know, that's never good. Uh, I, I want to congratulate Chris Harris, who uh, whipped my butt in the uh, draftathon league, moved on to the semifinals. I'll be uh, not advancing in that league. You are welcome, though, Heath. Earlier, you asked us who you should start, and uh, we said Noah Brown. So, I Well, you- I did that with two leagues. One of them was the league where I lost to Chris Harris, and you told me to start Deontay Foreman over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you did correctly tell me to start Noah Brown over Dontavian Wicks. I think the difference between CEH was bigger than the difference. Wicks had 15 points as well. Yeah, Wicks was good. How about that? Uh, all right. Well, listen, uh, whether you're moving on or not, we're happy that you're here to listen to us, and to react to everything we just saw. We got mega duds, horrible game. B. John Robinson, unbelievable, unbelievable. Oh. Half a point, not even, 0.4 fantasy points in full PPR against the Carolina Panthers. Zeke was garbage. Brees Hall was terrible. Dak Prescott scored five points. Maybe more like six in non-decimal scoring. Uh, Derek Henry had 20 touches for 10 yards. That's one of the worst games ever. 20 touches for 10 yards. That's one of the worst games ever. All right, we'll talk about it all. Who's the biggest winner, Dave Richard? Well, I mean, there's James Cook. There's Goff from Saturday. Purdy, Kyron Williams. Uh, So those guys are kind of obvious. But the one that I don't expect to get any more questions about moving forward is David Njoku. Second highest scoring tight end this week and over 20 PPR points for the second straight game. He's got something going with Flacco. I, I don't think there's any doubt about what you do with David Njoku from here on out. Must start tight end one for uh, for the remainder of the year. He's got Houston. Then he's got the Jets. I don't think those matchups are terrible. 
I think you just They're roll good. with David Njoku. They are good, yeah. Especially Houston one. Yep. Heath, who's your biggest winner? Uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, now, it does feel a little bit like deja vu all over again because I think this happened once earlier this year, but just absolutely dominated touches, 170 total yards, 21 PPR fantasy points without a touchdown. What yeah. a day yeah, for Devin game. Singletary. Yeah. Well, Go away, Damian Pierce. <clears throat> he did. And you know what? I think if you look at it, Damian Pierce has been back for four games. And it's three of four games where Devin Singletary has just completely dominated. Right. I don't know what happened in that Denver game where they basically split series. Other than that, it's been all Singletary. They get Cleveland next week. Uh, who's Singletary the- played 75% of the snaps. Pierce, 6% of the snaps. He did not play past the second quarter. It wow. is all Devin Singletary. Who's the biggest loser, Heath? There were certainly a few of those. I'm, I'm going to pair up two of my losers for a, a bit of a theme. Okay. And is this is 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 this it? Is is the elite fantasy production Uh-oh. from Derrick Henry and Travis Kelsey over? They did not look like the same guys. Now Henry's had a couple of flashes as of late. Kelsey was good in the middle of the season. Kelsey looks old. He dropped a touchdown pass in this game. He dinged his elbow up at the end of the game. I think it's okay. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure that Travis Kelsey is either the number one tight end rest of the season or the number one target on the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. Well, the second one is pretty compelling. You know, I think it's you know pretty even with Rasheed Rice in targets recently. Uh, but Kelsey goes for five catches, 28 yards on seven targets. He did drop a touchdown. Um, and, uh, he did have 81 or more yards in three straight games before this, but he hasn't caught a touchdown now. What is it? Like six straight games, something like that. He, he's, he's been missing the end zone. Uh, who's the number one tight end rest of season then? Is it Sam LaPorter or Trey McBride? You choose. Take Mc, I take McBride. I think, yeah, I take McBride. I think I take McBride as well. Yeah. One of the best trades you never made was when I offered you Travis Kelsey for Trey McBride in a second-round pick about a month ago. And yeah. uh, and you didn't decline it, actually. You just never responded, which is <laughs> a good choice. That way you don't have to feel bad about making the wrong call. But, um, yeah, that was the right call to not, uh, not accept that deal. It's four straight games without a touchdown for Kelsey. He hasn't scored 15 PPR points since right after Thanksgiving. But what if what if uh what if I think Kelsey's still tight end one rest of season? What if I'm not ready to give up on that dream? And you'll start him and you'll like it because he plays that Raiders team that he put 15.1 PPR points against in uh week 16 and then he's got Cincinnati yeah. which is supposed to be like the mega matchup for tight ends. So we can call him a loser and I we had a conversation around the office today while the games were going on is Kelsey a first-round pick next year? That's easy. That's a no. Right. Is Kelsey the tight end one in redraft next year? And I think you could make the case that he's not going to be there either. I don't know if I would say McBride is. I don't know if I would say that Laporta is. But those are two candidates, and there's others that will be out there who we can make a case for, especially if you can draft them somehow after Travis Kelsey next year. I will only say this. If – there's a report at the end of the season that Travis Kelsey played through a torn something the entire year. 
Mm-hmm. I think people will have a lot more confidence in him. I agree. Because he but could get hurt right before the, the season. The flip side of that is that he's at the age where he could easily tear something again, and then he'd have to play through it yeah. for all of next year. Too. He could retire after this year. He could. Yeah. He could. Taylor Swift. Listen, uh, she he, was he, little... he, mar- he marries Taylor Swift. He doesn't have to work again. I hope they get married, but I. she was a little, she was wrong about it. It wasn't past interference. I know she was a little upset in the end, so that's okay. I get it. I'd he's be biased. For her, man. It's, all, it's, okay. I, it's fine. Uh, Dave, who's your biggest loser? Uh, Derek Henry has to be up there. He averaged 0.6 yards per carry today, and he still got the workload, and he had the situation that we liked and the game script we liked, and he still absolutely sucked. Can you tell I have Derek Henry on some of my fantasy teams? <laughs> yeah. um, I have a lot of Cowboys on my fantasy teams. I think those guys are losers. I think Brees Hall is a loser. Uh, Taysom Hill let us down. But B. John Robinson, in a game where – the, the the Falcons could have, should have, and basically did run the ball a ton against Carolina. Couldn't make it happen. Tyler Algier had 14 carries. Bijan had seven. Cordero Patterson scored a touchdown. Bijan didn't. The workload split between all three of those guys, it was not what it had been in prior weeks, and it's annoying. Bijan played 59% of the snaps. He played all but one third down snaps. He had two of two snaps inside the 10. He still came through with negative fantasy points if you take away minus two for uh, for for a turnover, and then it's not full PPR. Algier played 49%. Cordero played 27%. They couldn't run the ball as well as they should have, and they didn't lean on their best running back again. Yeah. And they lost. It well, was it was on it's oh. I, I don't know what I don't know what to say anymore. We we Terrible. we talked about this too during the games. What happens if Arthur Smith somehow keeps his job next year? Is Bijan a first round pick? And if 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 Arthur yeah. Smith doesn't keep his job, is what type of coach would you want to have in Atlanta to feel confident in Bijan? Yeah, listen, I I think you know people people are obviously always going to kill Arthur Smith, but I think Bijan deserves some of the blame here too. It's not like earlier this season when he was running so much more effectively than Algier and Algier was getting more work. This time he's struggling, and I don't know if he's wearing down. Arthur Smith kept saying the reason he wasn't giving Bijan more work was that it's a long season and he's a rookie and he didn't want, you know, he didn't want too much of a workload for him. And this is I have no idea if he's wearing down, but he's averaging 2.8 yards per carry in his last three games, which were mm-hmm. against the Jets, which don't have a great run defense. It's fine. The Buccaneers, who were beat up when he played them, okay? And then the yeah. Panthers. So he's not running the ball well. You know, I went back. I tried to watch some of the some of the old the runs from the previous two games, and yeah, he's getting met in the backfield a lot. He's averaging less than one yard per. He's less, averaging 0.89 yards before contact per carry, which is really really low over the last three games. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, we could you know the, the, what really matters is this: is do you trust him against the the Colts next week? I don't think I feel very good about it. I think I lower expectations considerably. Does Tyler Algier have better metrics? I know he averaged more yards per carry today, but is is it the, okay? So this is what's making me like maybe have some long term optimism with Bijan. Is could it be the offensive line is beat up? Yes, we know that the offensive yeah. line is an issue there. Um, but still, this this kid is supposed to be amazing, and then you don't even give him all those opportunities. Maybe he's playing hurt. Maybe he hurt himself in that game against the Jets. Because he was rolling before then. Uh, I, frustration for sure, but before this week, nobody was sitting Bijan Robinson. Now I wonder if people in week 16 consider it. No, they're out. 
<laughs> oh yeah, there's that. Nah, I, I, and I'm therefore he's a loser for fantasy manager. Can, can I ask a question? Yeah. You what are we sweating? What are you guys? What are you guys sweating tonight? Nothing. I think all. My I mean, I'm, I'm. I'll be honest with everybody. I'm getting blown out in three of the leagues that I'm in. I need Trevor Lawrence to have a big game to salvage my one of my playoff teams. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Trevor Lawrence for me too in the Scott Fishbowl. And, I, and I have any. Trevor Lawrence against the Ravens in a what? What? What did they say the warning was? I believe there's Gale Gale Force warning. Um, there's a Gale warning. What does that mean? Um, I, winds of 15 to 25 mile an hour with gusts up to 45. Awesome. Let's um, go, Trevor. I'm, you're not supposed to go out in any small boats in Jacksonville because you will capsize. Well. But um, my stuff is capsizing in four different leagues. Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought it would be fun to tell people what we were tilting tonight, and so they could tilt along with us. But can you tell what I'm? That was sad. Heath, Heath, um, I've got I've got Lawrence, Etienne, and Ridley in Scott Fishbowl. All right. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right, let's go. Jaguars. I've got uh, Foyer Aluakon okay. against Keaton Mitchell, okay. and I'm up. I'm up five. So you're in great shape. All right, uh, moving on here. Uh, our programming. Just want to let everybody know what's going on. We have, you know, pretty normal programming. Everything's going to be the same. Uh, we'll obviously spin it ahead a little bit to 2023 on these Sunday night, 2024 rather on these Sunday night shows. But of course, we're going to help you win your leagues. Everything's going to be normal. Christmas. I, I think we're going to have a Sunday night show on Christmas Eve. It might be a Monday morning show, but it looks like it's going to be a Sunday night show on Christmas Eve. Uh, and then, you know, New Year's the next day, the next week. I, I don't know what that's going to be yet, but we'll we'll have the same content for you. Don't go anywhere. We have off-season content. We have three episodes per week, every week throughout the off-season until we get closer to the season. Then we ramp it up to four and five, but this show never goes anywhere. FFT Dynasty as well. It doesn't go anywhere. If you don't play in a Dynasty League, get in one. They are awesome. And listen to Heat's FFT Dynasty podcast once a week. News and notes. Jalen Hurts is questionable tomorrow night. Geno Smith is questionable Monday night. Uh, what I did is I'm playing against Jalen Hurts in one league. I picked up Marcus Mariota. Do not let the Jalen Hurts manager have an opportunity to sub him out. We expect him to play. He's flying there, so probably going to play. But just in case, you know, if you have whether you have Hurts or not, see if you can pick up Mariota. Um, okay, Jacoby Brissett replaced Sam Howell. Have not seen any word on if that's and gonna- was awesome. Yeah, and he tore it up. He was so awesome. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky got benched. A few quarterback, a few players, many players left and returned. Kyler Murray, Brock Purdy, Trey McBride, Travis Kelsey left. Uh, we think he's okay. We haven't seen anything on that. Will Levis left with a leg injury very late in the game, and he said it could have been worse. So he avoided something serious, it seems, with that leg injury. Will Levis. Jamar Chase has a separated shoulder. He'll be questionable for next week at Pittsburgh. Michael Pittman. They call him day to day, but. This is the same coaching staff that called Joe Burrow day to day when he hurt his calf in preseason. Uh, Michael Pittman left with a concussion. Tyreek Hill could play next week. He was apparently close to playing in this game. Jaden Reed left with a toe injury. Oh, I forgot to mention Clyde Edwards, Elair, or uh, Isaiah Pacheco could also play next week. He had shoulder surgery. You may have seen that and flipped out. It's actually just a cleanup procedure, and Pacheco could play next week. Um, Jaden Reed, toe injury, Marquise Brown, heel injury, Zach Moss, arm injury. Holy cow. Michael Miller in our chat is up 233 to 90. That's nice. Um, Hunter Henry left in the second half. He was having a big, big game. 
Zach Wilson left with a concussion, and Aaron Rodgers could be medically cleared to play next week, but the Jets have been eliminated from the playoffs. So who's going to start against Washington? We shall see. Miami. I, I can answer that for you. Who? Trevor Simeon. Miami right tackle Austin Jackson left with an oblique injury. That is unbelievable. And they've got Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo coming up, the, the Dolphins, and they are so injured on their line. Uh, the Cowboys aren't good. They're bad. No, well, they're, no Zach Martin was a bit was an issue for them. He left and he got hurt early, and uh, they would just had no chance in this game. Zach Martin is the reason why their run defense fell apart. Jonathan Hankins might be the one of the reasons why their run defense could fell be. apart. Lee uh, Hooker. The Cowboys were missing Jonathan Hankins, their best run stuffer, arguably, and they yeah. also had a stomach bug going around, and they just got their butts kicked. You uh, should stay away. Yeah, because <laughs> you would catch that for sure. <laughs> Uh, other big news, DJ Reader for Cincinnati. He's out for the season. They have a terrible run defense to begin with, and he's their best run stuffer. Uh, Houston safety, Jimmy Ward. They've been a lot worse against the pass when he's been out. He was evaluated for a concussion. Mika Fitzpatrick for the, for the Steelers, safety there. He left with a knee, con- uh, knee injury. Nah, I won't bore you with the rest. Kadarius Toney had another drop that turned into an interception, and this time Patrick Mahomes lost his mind on the sideline. Well, that was his second of the game. Blake Bell had a catch that he dropped that was an interception. Yeah. How many times can two guy the guy have two hands on the ball and the other team gets it? But do you, this happened last year with Dak. And we talked all offseason about Dak's interceptions, and like 17 of them bounced off of his receiver's hands. Yeah, Mahomes showed his frustration, and I think he played pretty well. He only scored 20 points. Jarek McKinnon threw a touchdown pass in this game. Uh, so it's just been bad luck for, for Patrick Mahomes. All right, we'll take a break. We'll look at the early waiver wire list and get into the mega duds and the winners and losers, and we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. All right, we're back. Just want to see if you guys are paying attention to the notes. I put a little... Easter egg, I don't know, something in there. Instead of Biggest Loser, I, I, I put Biggest Lobster. And you guys didn't even, You meant to do that? Yeah, I did. I was just like, let's see if they... Uh, yeah. I sent you a private chat about it. You did? I didn't know if you meant to do it or not. <laughs> biggest Lobster, yep. Yeah. Well, I put a T in Loser, and then I was like, you know what? Instead of deleting this, let's just add a B in there. So 
We'll have some big, big lobsters in a bit when we talk about Brees Hall, et cetera. Early waiver wire. Any names for an early look at the waiver wire? Okay, I'm going to go to Chris's notes. He does a great job with this. Josh, yes. Josh Palmer. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. Dontavian Wicks makes a lot of sense, especially if Christian Watson is still out for Green Bay. There were drives in the second half that Wicks dominated. You would have thought that he was the Packers version of CeeDee Lamb. Just constant targets over and over again. And the Packers were just they, – they should have been doing this for four quarters. I don't know why they didn't. They should have just been throwing downfield on Tampa from the jump. But Wicks really had some awesome drives in the game. He wouldn't be my first priority. Uh, maybe be, maybe he would, actually. If I needed a wide receiver next week, it really comes down to who's healthy in Green Bay. But Josh Palmer's on the list. Noah Brown had a big bounce-back game. That was huge to see for Houston. Mm-hmm. And if uh, C.J. Stroud's coming back, um, that, that'll help Brown, too. What about Drew Thurman? Sermon? Well, what if Jonathan Taylor comes back? Well, right. is it, there's all, these are all what ifs. Yeah, there's a lot of what ifs, but Palmer is a uh, okay. So Palmer had the big catch from Easton Stick, but we know he's going to play. Noah Brown, we know he's going to play. Maybe I, Noah Brown is the number one. I was going to say the Palmer one. I'm really skeptical of just because he had four targets and he's playing with Easton Stick. Right, and we don't know if Keenan Allen's coming back. Right, right. And he faces the Bills next week after after going against the oh, Raiders. We're landing on Noah Brown first. <laughs> no, I can't do Noah Brown. He's he's seventy percent rostered. Noah Brown, so I so not much of a waiver ad. Yeah. So there's no one that we're telling people. We're, we're just gonna, nobody. You know, I think what we should do, and maybe just do on a regular basis, do like a waiver wire show on Tuesday. <laughs> and <laughs> since nobody can add anybody until then, anyway. Tyler Ch- Ty Chandler's seventy five percent rostered. He's shallow leagues, but if he's available, you go get him and. Um, Trevor Simeon, obviously, against the Commanders, will have a huge game. I uh, know. Uh, okay, so with that said, let's go to our mega duds, our mega lobsters. Bijan Robinson was one of them. Let, how about Ezekiel Elliott? I also have Brees Hall, Dak Prescott, and Derrick Henry on here. But Ezekiel Elliott, uh, 16 no. touches, that's great, but 46 total yards and a dud. 11 carries, 25 yards, 5 catches, 21 yards. After a huge game at Pittsburgh, he does not come through against the Chiefs. I object. Okay. I object. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott scoring 9.6 fantasy points qualifies as a mega dud. Agreed. I, I do. Thanks, Dave. I'm with you, Heath. You're going to start him next week against Las Vegas? Yes. Okay, but this is just a reminder of how bad of a runner he is. He basically I, had the same yards per carry all season long as Ramondre. He was as bad of a runner last week. What saved him was what he did as a pass. I know. I, I, right, but it's like he caught a touchdown last week. He's probably not going to do that. I think uh, he's. I think he's a mega dud. But fine, fine. How about Brees Hall? Brees Hall is. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, I think Brees Hall was definitely a mega dud. Six carries, twelve yards, one catch for six yards. Gets Washington next week. The one catch for six yards is the real killer, and yep. a lot of it is because I think Zach Wilson left in the second quarter, and we can get into that whole situation with the Jets because they're like, oh no, he's he's. It's a hydration issue. He's fine, and then they ruled him out. Here he didn't come out to start the second half. And they go, oh, it's a head injury, but it's not a concussion. He's fine. And then eventually he was ruled out with a concussion. Hmm. But we know that Zach Wilson liked to target Brees Hall. It was one of the reasons why we wanted to start Brees Hall was because Zach Wilson was playing for the Jets, and then he didn't. And Trevor Simeon didn't look for him much. I don't know how good we can – I think I'd rather start Bijan Robinson than Brees Hall. And you heard me rant and rave about Bijan. 
I think I'll start Zeke over both. No way. There you go. No way. I mean, the Jets do have the Commanders <laughs> next week, but that that's just the – a lot of fantasy leagues have their version of the toilet bowl. Yeah. That's the NFL's version of the toilet bowl. <laughs> Who do the Panthers play next week? Panthers play – looks like Green Bay. Oh. Um, all right. Uh, how about Dak Prescott? Scored five points. Is anybody worried? And I would just say, you know, on the road. Not as good on the road. He's on the road next week at Miami. I'm worried if his offensive line isn't good. If Zach Martin is out for the year or out for a month or something like that, that would make me a little skittish. The the Dak Prescott, and I, I don't know this for sure, but I think the Zach Martin splits for Dak Prescott are pretty insane, right? Are they? I I will have that by by Tuesday show as well. I'm not on Tuesday show, but I'll send it in. But would yeah, you like I think do it for you. I think I think like not just this year, but like the last three or four seasons, Dak with Zach, much, much better. I remember we had that with Tyron Smith, who got hurt just before the season. Was it last year or two years ago? And I don't really two think it ended ago. up mattering. I think it was irrelevant. Um, not saying that this won't matter, but I just want to bring that up. Uh, but yeah, obviously, it's not good. You know, they've actually, they're open about it. They're like, we like being at home. We like being on the, you know, yep. in, the, in the dome, fast turf, whatever. So when they get ready to go on a road trip, Dak's not like, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, <laughs> no, I guess not. But if top five quarterback next week at the Dolphins? Probably not. Might not be. Man, he's just been so good. Okay. By the way, I think we have to start ranking Brock Purdy as like QB1. Or two, or maybe three. I, I got him close. I think I got him at three. I think he was five this week for me. So yeah, too low. Yeah, he was three for me. I Dak one. Yikes. Uh, Derek Henry, mega dud. We I know we kind of alluded to it, but didn't really get into it that much. Are you going to trust him next week against Seattle? Probably not. I think he's behind. I think he's behind Zeke, Bijan, and Brees Hall for me that next week. I think you have to give the Texans defense a lot of credit, though, too, because it, it it's okay for a defense to stonewall Derrick Henry three, four, five times in a game. That's pretty common. It looked like they stonewalled him on all but one carry the entire game. And, and they, four played without, they played without Will Anderson. They played without Blake Cashman. And they just rallied like hell to stop Derrick Henry. And a lot of it had to do with the offensive line for Tennessee not playing well. It's it, it's 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 kind of hurt to watch because this dude's been amazing for fantasy for so long, and he just this is the first. It, it honestly, I don't know if it's the first time this year, but he really looked old today. You know, the thing with him is, I, I feel like he often looks that way because he is sort of slow when he gets the ball, but as soon as he gets a little bit of daylight and starts getting downhill, he reminds you. That he's Derrick Henry. He's just he's just huge. Yeah, but is, isn't he like slower at that now? Like he doesn't I, do that like he used to. Pro- I, probably. I mean, he's twenty eight, right? Yeah. Uh, he, what know, happened? Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. He just he's had a good year. I just want to give him a little bit of credit. He, right. RB nine going into the going into the game. Yeah. Sorry. What were you saying? No. Go ahead. Okay. So pull. Those are our mega duds. Let's do some winners and losers. Dave's winners are Ty Chandler. Huge game at Cincinnati. 
T. Higgins and David Njoku. Talk to me about Ty Chandler, who gets Detroit next week. Yeah, not the best matchup for him, and we don't know if Alexander Madison's going to be back, but I believe he's the first running back to get 100 yards on the ground for Minnesota this year. Definitely showed off explosiveness that Alexander Madison hasn't been able to show us ever. (laughs) Um, So a little bit worried about Alexander Madison taking some work away from Chandler next week, but hopefully the ankle injury keeps him sidelined one more week. Chandler can work in the passing game as well. I would be very happy to start Ty Chandler over a lot of the mega dud running backs that we've already talked about. Someone that can maybe help us carry uh, 13 PPR points, maybe a little bit more than that. I wouldn't expect 24. He's not taking on Cincinnati without DJ Reader, but he is going to take on the Lions without Aleem McNeil. And I I think that he can perform better than what the Broncos running backs gave us in in week 15. And then T. Higgins, I mean, he's going to see a zillion targets if Jamar Chase is out. So he's an obvious winner there. But even if Chase plays, he's not going to be at 100%. And T. Higgins just made some outstanding big man catches. And uh, I, I said on Twitter, I said, he th- this dude's making himself some money, but he's probably going to get franchise tag. He's going to be with Joe Burrow again next year. But for now, someone who could still pick up a bunch of big catches, find the end zone, must start fantasy wide receiver, at least as a wide receiver too. And the crazy thing about it is that he had some big opportunities earlier in the game against Minnesota, and for whatever reason, he couldn't come through. Yeah. And so the fact that he was able to bounce back and and rally and be amazing for fantasy managers, I mean, in one of the leagues he's helping me, in another league I benched him, I wish I hadn't. I'm not going to make that mistake if I live to tell about it next week. All right, let me just, you know, you know what I do. I'm a little devil's advocate. It's not like Chase was getting a ton of targets recently. Browning, we know, is still not really throwing the ball downfield much. He's not great at that. Um, Higgins, a big part of what Higgins did last Saturday, Saturday excuse me, two, two days ago, or a day ago, sorry, was a miracle touchdown catch. Right? Was it yesterday? It was yesterday, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. A lot of people <laughs> are listening on Monday, but it was yesterday. Um, it was a miracle touchdown catch, like pretty lucky play. Um, I don't know. I... I I don't know must start. You did say number two receiver. I guess he'll probably be that, but I don't know about must start for Higgins. It depends on who else you have. Yeah. And he'll probably get Joey Porter covering him for much of the game if uh, Uh, Chase doesn't play. uh, By the way, if if Chase doesn't make it, he's a must start almost no matter. That's what I'm saying. Well, I don't think he's a must start if Chase does play. I mean, eight targets. But he's still a number two receiver if Chase plays. I don't think so. I'd be nervous about it. But he keeps dropping. He, his numbers will be better. He's had like three or four drops in the last two games. Uh, well, he had like six in the first two weeks of the season, didn't he? Maybe. They still keep throwing to him. Um, David Njoku, we already talked about. All right, Heath's winners are Devin Singletary, who we discussed. Noah Brown, eight catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown on 11 targets at Tennessee. And hello, Chris Godwin. Ten catches for 155 yards on 12 targets. He's had his two best target shares of the season, two best target per route run rates per the season in his last two games. Uh, who do you like? Who do you have more faith in right now? Noah Brown against Cleveland next week, or Chris Godwin against Jacksonville? It's definitely Chris Godwin against Jacksonville. It's a fantastic matchup. We don't have any concerns, hopefully, about any uh, weather in that game. There's going to be some bad weather <laughs> games probably next week because we're getting to that time of year. That game will be in Florida. Uh, Godwin's second game in a row with double-digit targets. 
he's moving up into that maybe borderline wide receiver two range for me in next week and what I think will be a shootout, a fantasy bonanza, if you hey. will, between the Buccaneers and the Jags. I, I think Noah Brown's more in that Ty Chandler range for me of, yeah, he's a winner. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, who's going to be playing with him next week? And he's probably more in the number three wide receiver range, even if Nico's out. But he wasn't a number three for me this week, so that is a big boost. Okay. Uh, tweet here from Nick Harris on the Cowboys. Zach Martin avoided a more serious injury than initially believed. He said he thought it was his knee, but fortunately it was just a deep hit to the quad. I'm hoping this week treat it and get it ready to go on Sunday. All right. Nice. I mean, That would no, be very good. Yeah, nobody misses time with a quad injury. Come on, right? <laughs> nah, just kidding, just kidding. All right, our losers. He's got Travis Kelsey, Derrick Henry, and one he has not discussed, Demario Douglas. Three catches for 33 yards on five targets against the Chiefs. 41% rostered. We recommend him on waivers every week. Uh, but is that over here against Denver? This this has been my guy and came into this game. I mean, his last two games have combined 18 targets, at least seven targets, four straight games. But none of those were with Bailey Zappi starting. And he only saw – now, he had five targets in this game. I believe he had one catch and target that was wiped away because he actually committed a face mask on the play. So should have been four for six. But – um, Bailey Zappi missed him badly wide open at one point, and he just wasn't the focal point of the passing offense that he had been when Mac Jones was in charge. I I don't want to drop him, but he's really just more of a flex now, as whereas I had him ranked as a pretty high-end number three wide receiver this week. On a side note, I noticed nobody mentioned Hunter Henry for early waivers. I know he's injured, but uh, I don't know what the severity is. But is there? I just haven't seen a lot of correlation between Hunter Henry's most recent performance and Hunter Henry's next performance. The only thing I can tell you is who his quarterback is. Is Bailey Zappi going to consistently look for him? Now, we thought that that was what was going to happen at the beginning of the year with Mac Jones, and then it didn't happen. So maybe he's he's definitely in the streaming tight end conversation if he's right for next week. Okay. But All right, Dave. Definitely has the feel of a fool Jew type game. And he's playing Denver. Dave's losers are Bijan Robinson. Not and, that stops Sam Laporta. And then two other running backs uh, Najee Harris, oh, you, Buzz, your girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Jerome Ford. Najee Harris and Jerome Ford are losers for you. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious with Najee, and I'm just hoping that the Steelers understand and, and they do what they did in uh, Saturday's game and give Jalen Warren 69% of the snaps again. Game script, probably a factor why Jalen played so much, but it's even though Jalen Warren isn't the most efficient running back, he's better than Najee at this point. But Dave, and look I at just, that matchup. What do you think about the matchup, Cincinnati? Uh, that's the thing is, I, this is exactly the type of game where I could see Mike Tomlin having the Steelers up ten points in the second half, and Najee has twenty carries for ninety-five yards and a score. Yeah, I don't think he can be that efficient anymore. I think the line doesn't help him. Uh, I don't, and I don't think the line is the problem. I think it's Najee who's the problem. But we'll see. I, I don't feel good trusting him. Adam, you've already laid out like he only gets good fantasy production when he scores. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe he does score, but it's going to have to be from the goal line. And he played three of five snaps inside the five on Saturday. I couldn't score. Yeah, I ju I'm just going to say, less than one month ago, 
Najee Harris, 15 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown against the Cincinnati Bengals. By the way, for those of you who watched the game on Saturday, I was at a restaurant. Yesterday. <laughs> on Saturday. It doesn't matter. On Saturday. <laughs> a lot of people are going to listen on Monday. You know that. I was at a restaurant. Imagine just watching the game, having no sound, having no closed caption, and trying to figure out what the hell was going on with that Mitchell Trubisky play where he fumbled the ball, Najee Harris at the goal line. Najee Harris picks it up and scores. You think it's a touchdown. Of course, there's a rule that you might not be thinking about. It's fourth down. A player can't advance the ball on his, on his teammate's fumble. And then they replay, and then they review it, and it turns out Trubisky scored. I had no idea what was going on. But what I did want to say was even before that play, Jalen Warren got two goal line carries. So if yep. we can't even, I feel like Najee probably gets the next one, but it needs to be like 100% Najee Harris getting goal line carries or you're going to be in trouble with Najee. Uh, what do you think about wow, Ford? Great story. What's oh. up? Ow. Jeez. Wow. No, you know what? I don't care what you think about Ford anymore. Let's go to. Uh, That's okay. No one else does either. <clears throat> no one wants to think about Jerome Ford anymore. You know what, Dave? I had the, that was one of the best burgers I've had in like years. Bet you want well, to know I'd about rather that. hear about that than you watching a game on mute in a restaurant. Well, that was a crazy sequence. It I was a crazy sequence. Couldn't figure out what's going on. Uh, we had like risotto balls. They were wonderful. Um, the chicken fingers were great. You know, it was a good deal. Good meal. Did you just get like, a, just get a spread? I like want everything. No, no. My kids got the chicken fingers. I just, I just sampled them. Okay. Um, right, you, you, you polished off the kids' meals because they were full. No, they, right. they ate everything. It was crazy. Uh, what do you think about Jerome Ford with a with a dud against the Bears? Apparently, they didn't finish everything, if you know how good that they were. I, I hated that they split the ball three ways. Ford led the way, 49% of the snaps, but Kareem Hunt has the high-value touches. He's playing a ton on third down, obviously playing inside the 10. Pierre Strong played almost 20% of the snaps. This game was not a blowout in either direction. But Joe Flacco is the identity of this offense now. Three straight games where he's throwing 40-plus times. Mm. So you you need Jerome Ford to keep getting targets and catches, and then you basically have to hope that he scores from 10-plus yards out because otherwise it's going to be Kareem Hunt on the field most likely. So I don't know how anybody can feel good about Jerome Ford as a start in fantasy. They play at Houston next week. That's a team that just put the, you know, shove yeah. right into Derrick Henry. I don't know if that really makes a difference or if it makes you feel less encouraged about Jerome Ford, but – at bare minimum, expectations should be lowered a ton. What do you think about this tweet? This uh, comment. Sunday night, Salty Dave is the best Dave for the record. Robert's been around me when I've been in, in good moods. So now he's seeing me in a in a salty mood. We should, you know, obligatory shout out to Robert Thomas, Rob Thomas, Rob Thomas. for He, he basically he moderates our Facebook channel. Mm -hmm. He's on every single stream, basically. He is our most, arguably, most dedicated audience member. And he is the man. And he's a veteran, so we love him. All right, we'll take we a do. break, and we'll talk about all the games, starting with Cincinnati and Minnesota, which was on Saturday, which for some of you was two days ago. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Cincinnati 27, Minnesota 24. It was a good, good game to start the action. The other two games on Saturday stunk. Uh, Heath, what do we got for, for the Bengals and Vikings? Oh, I was trying to put this comment about somebody gets Dave some yogurt. <laughs> um, are we still? <laughs> um, believe it or not, Nick Mullins is a high-end QB2 next week. Detroit. I can believe that. 
Nah, easy man. to make the case for it too. Cause that line, I don't think the Lions' pass defense has solved all of their ills just because they slowed down Russell Wilson. Uh, I didn't catch how much they, they, what the pass run ratio was. And I can look it up for the Vikings in that game. But I thought Nick Mullins, other than one really dumb interception, was pretty good. And it's going to be second game for Justin Jefferson. Addison was making plays all over the place. Hawkinson revenge game. Lions pushing the scoreboard. I'm starting to talk myself into me. I don't know if he can be a top 12. Guy. Yeah. I, but I, I got him acting like he doesn't care. I don't really care. I'm, I mean, look, he's got, he's got good weapons. I think... You know, if you watch the game, I think either Nick Mullins or Jordan Addison made some kind of deal with the devil uh, because they connected on two of the luckiest touchdowns. Uh, you know, I only remember one of them, but I remember the one that was like over the middle. He catches the ball like before it hits the turf, basically, and goes in for ends the touchdown as Nick Mullins is falling on his butt, falling backwards and through the ball. But they were both like total flukes. Um, so I okay, think, so yeah, no, I just want Nick I, like, he got lucky. Nick Mullins or Tua against the Cowboys if Tyreek doesn't play? I think it's a silly hypothetical. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put it down. I just, I'm pretty confident Tyreek's playing. Okay. But I guess Mullins. Mullins or Sam Howell at the Jets if he gets to start again? Mullins. It's Mullins over Howell. Howell Howell has to be a loser. Technically, this is the second Commanders game in a row that he didn't finish. How about Mullins or Jake Browning? Browning at Pittsburgh. I think it's got to be Mullins. I don't matter. Uh, he did it again, Jake Browning. <laughs> yeah, like Jake Browning just figures out a way to keep working this black magic with everything that he does because he's not throwing it deep. Although I think he did more of it on Saturday. Uh, I think you might start Mullins over Browning if there's no Jamar Chase. All right, what do you think about Addison, though? Because I was pretty close to being like, yeah, you can just drop Jordan Addison, but no one's going to do yeah, that after 100 a yards and him. two touchdowns. Yeah. What do you I think? I don't think he's doing that next week, but how can you say that he can't make a couple of big plays against this Lions defense? And this was he's his best be game climbing up the uh, all-time rookie receiving touchdown leaderboard, doesn't he? I doubt it. How many does he have? How many? How many? He has nine now? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the record? I don't even know. How many Jamar Chase have? I was thinking it was either it was like Beckham, oh, maybe. Moss. Didn't Moss have like a huge Yes. All right, we'll look that I'm up. But um all right, what else what else do we have in this game? Mixon, Chase Brown. Tanner. Yeah, had, it's Moss. Okay. Mixon had, had ten carries, Chase Brown had uh seven. Is it too much of a split for you to feel comfortable with Mixon? He keeps scoring touchdowns. That's good. You got to start him. All right. I mean, there's just no choice. Colts 30, Steelers 13. Uh, drop Pat Fryermuth for whatever your favorite streamer is. Hunter Henry? I would uh, I would drop Pat Fryermuth for streamers that, like, actual streamers that I'd use at, like, a New Year's party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to uh would you bring cheese to that party? <laughs> Perhaps craft cheese. Get it, Tucker Craft. Hey, I'm oh, just trying. How about Gardner Minshew with 26 fantasy points in this game? Yeah. It's awesome. Without Pittman for for a lot of it, too. Yeah. Pittman was on his way to having a huge game. Uh that hit was 
nasty, but I don't know if it was necessarily illegal because I don't know. He he launched, but he I guess because he launched, it was illegal, but he hit him with the shoulder. But that's neither here nor there. Hopefully, Pittman plays next week. Um, I think you've got to hope for Jonathan Taylor to play because if he doesn't, it looks like it'll be a mess between Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson. All right, last question for this game. I, oh, sorry. I also think that both running backs look good because the Steelers' run defense is officially toast. Uh, last question for this game is about Deontay Johnson. Four catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. He, I think, has scored in three straight games, which is weird. Uh, All he does is score touchdowns. Yeah. What do you think about him against the Bengals? Who's the quarterback? Who cares? It's, if it's not Trubisky, I don't feel as good. Oh, man, they are bad. It's a shame. All right, Detroit 42, Denver 17. Uh, believe it or not, David Montgomery is still a must-start running back against the Vikings. I don't know if I can name 24 others that I that I put ahead of him, but I know that he's not where he was earlier this year where it was like, oh, yeah, he's going to score every week. He's going to get 80 yards with it. He's a monster. Like, he's not that anymore. He ended up playing more snaps than Gibbs in the game, but Gibbs is just too good. There's no way the Lions can lean heavily on Montgomery anymore when they've got Gibbs. And I know Gibbs had, or Montgomery rather, had 17 carries. He had 19 touches to Gibbs, 13. He had the same know, number he, of catches as Gibbs. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if, if, would he have had that if the game were more competitive or if they were playing it? Certainly, I don't know if he'd average five yards per carry against Denver. Pretty much everybody averages five yards per carry against Denver. Yeah, I mean, he, if he wasn't playing Denver, would he? Average? Where does he? Where does Montgomery fall on the Brees Hall, B. John Robinson, Derrick Henry platter? I think he's got to be ahead of Henry, and probably in the mix with the other two. Maybe ahead of Hall. Easier to say in non PPR. I think I'd go Zeke, Hall, B. John, Montgomery, Henry. Zeke, wow. I'm very He's excited. startable. He's startable. I think that's the best way to put it with Montgomery. I can't wait to get into Zeke next week. Yeah, Minnesota's a step up in, in run defense, no short, no doubt. Hey, look, sometimes your, your your guys don't have good games. I don't think you can have any regret about starting Montgomery this past week, week 15. You got you got everything you wanted. He just didn't score. Um, but Minnesota's going to be tougher for him, I would think, anyway. Well, I mean, that depends. Were you debating Montgomery versus a Chiefs running back? Were you debating Montgomery versus Ty Chandler, Montgomery versus Amir White? Well, I mean, look. And a lot of running backs that have come out of nowhere lately have been playing big. Yeah, but this happens. Reflex, baby. You're not going to get everything right. But I think 19 touches from Montgomery in a, in a game where, where Jared Goff threw five touchdowns, you know? He just didn't get that goal line touchdown. And it just a little unfortunate didn't break his way. <laughs> I assume we're not going to care about the Jerry Judy game. Are we just done with Javante Williams? Is he like pretty much, I'm stuck. I've got nothing better. I, I, I've got no other option. He has New England next week. Yeah, I wouldn't want to use him against New England. <laughs> I mean, he that's almost just, had a touchdown. It's a in the funny game. thing to say because the Chiefs running backs, I think, just scored a combined 30 fantasy points. <laughs> they did, but not really in the way that like that Javante would, right? Like McKinnon so had a, a rushing, touchdown. a receiving, and a passing. Touchdown. So, Three touchdowns. Wait, who had the rushing touch? What was McKinnon's rushing touchdown? I'm not. Or was Clyde's receiving too? Clyde's was Clyde's receiving. Had a receiving touchdown. None of them ran for a yeah. touchdown. None of them averaged three yards per carry. That was Mahomes' 
one of his best passes of the year, I think. It was an amazing pass it was uh, good. to Clyde. Yep. I don't know. Javante's having a bad year. It's just, what else can you say? Yep. Okay. This was a game where he didn't have three catches, and we like to count on his receiving yards. He had negative seven receiving yards. Yeah. How about this? He would have had 10 PPR points on the dot if he used decimals if he had scored a rushing touchdown. Oh, how about that? Tampa Bay 34, Green Bay 20. You have 37 points from Baker Mayfield. What? That's exactly wow. who we've got to talk about. Baker Mayfield is not a top 12 quarterback, not a top 10 quarterback, but a top eight quarterback in the fantasy semifinals against Jacksonville. I fully expect Jacksonville's defense to continue to look bad. Their secondary is beat up as well as not playing real well. Their pass rush is just okay. I kind of like it. And I, I loved watching Chris Godwin just eat up the Packers defense. The Packers defense might be someone to or a defense a unit to target rather moving forward. Still no Jair Alexander for them, but they could not cover the middle of the field whatsoever. Like anything inside the numbers, basically, was completed by Baker Mayfield. Can you? Can you guys? Like, uh, by, I don't believe it. By this, the way, you don't believe it. No, not top eight. You know, and I'll tell you why. Six of the last seven games, he's thrown thirty or fewer passes. I just don't see. It's going to be really interesting ranking Baker versus Trevor Lawrence next week. Um, I, this is, I've got something stuck in my craw. Um, how did I miss on DJ Moore and Baker Mayfield unlocking DJ Moore when they but separate and they're both awesome? <laughs> how were they not awesome together last year? Coach, do you remember how bad Baker Mayfield was playing with the Carolina Panthers? Yep. To me, I think you're overrating Baker Mayfield on the Bucks a little bit. I mean, he's coming off two good games. Before that, it was like, should we even be rostering Baker Mayfield? It's true. I'm not saying he's a must-start quarterback all year. I mean, the Jacksonville matchup has a lot to do with this week. But he's been like he was outplayed last year by PJ Walker. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely he's definitely been much better. No question. I thought the play calling for Tampa Bay was outstanding as well. Baker is the first quarterback to ever go into Lambeau and leave with a perfect quarterback rating. Wow. Jordan Love was solid. Twenty one fantasy points. Not great, not terrible. Aaron Jones got most of the work. He also worked near the goal line. Um, not a great game, but you know, not terrible for him. How about before the game started, there was a report that Matt LaFleur told a Green Bay radio station that he was hoping to get 15 to 25 snaps out of Aaron Jones. He comes into the game. He's a house of fire on the first drive. Eight carries, 44 yards, something like that. And then he barely used them. It certainly didn't lean on him a lot. He didn't give him a lot of carries the rest of the game. Four catches for 16 yards. You were hoping for more than that. And he had a bunch of work near in the red zone. Let's just call yeah, it yeah. that. And I, I don't know. Like, I think if you had started Jones, you would have been unlucky. And if you sat Jones, you're feeling really good. But uh, he, he should have had a much bigger game is the point. How many snaps did he play? 50% of the snaps. Oh. So it's almost like, and they gave him a ton of work early. And then someone must have like told the coach, you better watch out. He better might not, not cry. Uh, you better not cry. Aaron Jones <laughs> might not make it to town next week. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's go to uh, Chicago. And, oh, Tucker Craft, possible waiver wire pickup for sure. And at oh, Carolina, no one does well in the passing game against Carolina. Cleve um, hopefully Aaron Jones is healthy. A.J. Dillon isn't. Jones sees more work. 
and you start him and you win with him in week 16. Got to tell AJ Dillon that you said that. Cleveland 20, Chicago 17. You can drop all of these running backs. All of them. All six of them. I think you'll alleviate some headaches if you do. Because <laughs> then you won't you, you won't be like, well, do I start your own four? Do I start Kareem Hunt? Which Bears running back do I start? I. Well, the thing about Jerome Ford is, uh, is he had been a very consistent RB2 week after week after week. We're picking on him after his worst game in a long time. But I have but thought he, that it's always felt like pretty fluky week after week after week. It was only a matter of time. Right. When's well, the last and time Jerome he had Ford, a big game? It's been a while. Big game, no. But, but never, ever considering dropping Jerome Ford when he's getting you 12 points. A week, you don't drop that. But all, and also, last thing on this, the Bears have a a very good run defense. Man, dare I say, a very a good defense. So it wasn't a good match. He plays the Texans next week. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, really tough. Um, the the, the worst part about this, and the worst part of this entire discussion, is that the Bears play the Cardinals next week. <laughs> that is tough. Yeah, I don't even know who to keep, Foreman. Foreman played the lowest amount of snaps of any Bears running back. <laughs> you have to wonder, what the hell are they thinking? It's not like it's a bad decision, but why do they keep making a different one? What, what are they doing? They, they went to the Arthur Smith School of Running Back Usage, and they want to make everybody uh, buy into their unpredictability. I think what ended up happening, though, is that they got comfortable with Roshan. Roshan got off to a good start. He made some plays, I believe, in the passing game. I didn't watch... Uh, the Bears offense closely enough today. But Roshan did make some plays early. Uh, without looking at the stat lines, I would imagine he had the best stat line of the bunch. Foreman looked like Derrick Henry. He got stonewalled at the goal line once, if not twice. There was a whole series where they were down at the goal line. It ended with a field's dive, I believe. And Herbert got in the mix a little bit, but still only played 24% of the snaps. Okay. I, in other words, I have absolutely no idea which running back <laughs> is going to be the best one to start next week against the, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, how do you feel about Amari Cooper with, I don't want to call it luck, but it was pretty close to being a really bad game for him. You're talking about the 51-yard touchdown catch that yeah. like, could have been intercepted. Yeah, very Addison. And then he should have been tackled, <laughs> and then he should have fallen out of bounds. Yeah. But somehow all three of those events went the Browns' way, Yeah, and uh, Mari Cooper ran for a touchdown. Uh, feel good about the, him the next Texans, week? The Texans' pass defense is not the Texans' run defense. I'm probably going to start a Mari Cooper. Okay, next game. I don't know if we call him a, a number two wide receiver, though. I think he might be more of a high-end three. Carolina 9, Atlanta 7. You should start Drake London next week. He's at home against the Colts. Yeah, I okay. believe it. Yeah, sure. Okay. You, what else? No, Chuba there's Hubbard. nothing else. Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, he's a guy. Four straight games with 19 or more touches. I mean, he's like kind of like Devin Singletary right now, isn't he? Well, he's not putting up the numbers like Singletary, but played 75% of the snaps. He, he, he's he been what Singletary was this week and what we hope Devin Singletary is moving forward. I think he's young, Zeke. Okay. What does that mean? But, you know, but are we not like what? We're just not even going to consider Chuba Hubbard in the top 24? Oh, no. He's right on the right on the right on the edge. I might rank him ahead of ahead of Derrick Henry in PPR next week. You got your 10 PPR, 12 PPR if you use decimals. 
Hey, he could have scored a touchdown at the end. Of, PPR if you, or 11 PPR if you don't use touchdowns. They took knees to kick a field goal at the end. You know, he got them down to the one or the two. All right, mm-hmm. uh, next game, next game is Houston 19, Tennessee 16. Very good game. We covered most of this one. To Hopkins? Number three. Disappointing that he had nine targets and only two catches. Didn't see much of, of Levis, but I do feel like he's starting to play a little bit better. He got hurt at the end of the game. I don't know if he'll be okay or not. Yeah, all right. Well, that could, could be Tannehill next week. Is that good or bad for Hopkins? I think it's bad. Bad. All right. Really bad. Uh, New Orleans 24, the Giants 6. Speaking of bad. Hi, Jamie. Bad. Hey, guys. Oh, no, you're oh, making it sound like bad. I was no. talking about the Giants. It's funny because I, I, every week Jamie comes on like almost right as I'm transitioning to losers. And it's like, oh, yeah. let's go to our losers, hey, <laughs> Jamie. And today I find we, it right. we started so much earlier, so we were past that stage. But he comes and we're like, bad. Speaking of bad, 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 here's Jamie. All right, what do we got for Giants and the Saints? Um, Taysom Hill is droppable. Yeah. I wish I could get an explanation from the Saints on uh, <laughs> how they intend to use them from week to week. Would you, rather have you, want, you want their game plan? <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Please, Dennis. Uh, hey, hey, Dennis, this is Dave. Hey, Dave, uh, how are you, man? All right, here's what we're going to do. Um, Pete, come here. Come here, Pete Carmichael. Um, here's what we got. All right, Taysom's going to be on, on every third snap, and uh, when he's on, we're running right up the middle. Well, I think there were a lot of opportunities in this game where I would have expected to see Taysom Hill, and we didn't. I do have to wonder if he just wasn't healthy. But he was off the injury report by the end of the week, so I don't know. But, yeah, like I, I think I was a little surprised by the lack of, of Taysom Hill usage in this game. It could have been. Look, Carr had a good game, you know, yeah. so it was a, a rare situation where they don't want to take him off the field. Um, who knows? I mean, you know, I, I was watching the uh, – I don't know if you guys saw the, the clip with Carr of – uh, making the comment about his his son with the math pro- problems, and he was trying to make him understand some of the booing. Um, he he said his son was having a problem with his his math homework, and he said, "Well, I'm just going to start booing you, and wanting him to understand like it's okay to you know deal with struggles, and sometimes people don't like the, what you're doing." You go back and and, and Google the clip. Um, but the there was um, I think it might have been um, whoever sent it out was showing that there was a play where Taysom Hill was on the field, and Carr came back in after it was, and and the entire Saints fan base was booing because Taysom Hill had been doing well. And so I wonder if Dennis Allen just as part of this whole thing was let Carr stay in the game and, and continue to play. So who knows? I mean, you can drop Taysom Hill if you need to. I, I I think he'll have these games, you know, he'll have games where it's, you know, he's the, he's the primary guy for the saints and there'll be games where he's just a disappearing act. They play the Rams and the bucks in the next two weeks. These are not good run matchups. Does it matter that what really matters is if he's going to score a one-yard touchdown for the most part? Sure, but, but I then think Carr, Carr threw a one-yard touchdown in this game, right? Yeah, something he like did. that. Yeah. I listen, I, I I gotta I gotta divert here because I missed a huge mega dud. Saquon Barkley sucked in this game, and he is really struggling to run the ball lately. I mean, he usually has a big run every game, and you know at least 17, 18 yards, maybe longer. He didn't have that today. He had nine carries for fourteen yards. This is kind of trying to talk about this during the during the preview on on Friday, and then I was like, why am I talking myself out of Barkley? But I do see some issues with him, um, namely just not getting a lot of carries and not doing much with them. So um, I don't know. I, 
is Barkley on the same level as Bijan and Brees Hall? Or are we kind of concerned here or what? I'd still yeah. put him a step ahead of that group, but I did notice that he didn't play his usual allotment of snaps. Uh, so that there is something going on with him. Now it's a blowout out the end, I think. He was Could out, be. He was out of the game late. But okay. Eagles but next week? I don't... I is there a reason why Matt Breida played more on third down? No, that I don't know. So maybe there is something to him being a little beat up and I think I think some work off him. If you if you advance with Barkley and you don't have anybody else to replace him with, you're still starting him. It's, right. it's there, there's there's very difficult. You know, Ty Chandler starts next week, you want to start him over Barkley. Okay. I can understand that. Um, you know, we're 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 at the point in the season though, we're finding guys off the waiver wire that are better than Saquon Barkley are very, very challenging. Not gonna, you're not gonna start Trey Sermon over Barkley, I assume. If that were the I think Jonathan Taylor plays next week. I hope Jonathan Taylor plays next week. All right, Darren Waller was okay, um, and uh, 59% rostered if you need a tight end. So let's go to the next game, Kansas City 27, New England 17. Uh, I'm going to do a twofer because I want Jamie's take on this because we're gonna you're going to argue about it all week. Uh, you should go right back to Ezekiel Elliott against the Broncos next week. Against Denver, of course. Yeah, yep. He's not good enough to take advantage of Denver. But he was good enough to take advantage of Pittsburgh. He didn't really take advantage of Pittsburgh. He ran like total garbage against Pittsburgh. He just happened to catch a ton of passes and ca- catch a touchdown. We, how many times this, Dave and Jamie, have we said this season, this guy who's been terrible for the last month is going to be okay this week because he's playing the Broncos. They've been the magic elixir for struggling running backs all season long. Yeah, them, them and the Panthers, except for Bijan today. Um, I, I, I think for, <laughs> look, Eckler two games ago couldn't do anything. Played the Broncos was awesome. Um, you know, not that Jameer Gibbs and and David Montgomery needed anybody to help them, but you know they ran well enough. Montgomery just didn't score. Yeah, I'm not I'm not getting away from Zeke as a if, if it's Zeke versus Barkley next week. I'd rather have Zeke. Okay, I, I just want to. I'd rather have Bijan and I'd probably rather have Brees Hall than Zeke next week. I definitely think Zeke is a starter. I just I just I was surprised that you'd be putting him ahead of Bijan Robinson. I'm not doing that. Well, Heath would. I th- I think I well I think I would. Right, we have time to figure it out. You know, yeah, it is after all <laughs> the week before. Um, and, but there was another one. Yeah. Jarek McKinnon's going to keep scoring touchdowns even when Pacheco comes back next week. <laughs> six December games he's played with the Chiefs. Six games with touchdowns. I think he actually has ten touchdowns in those six games. Was he okay? Did he come back in the game? I think so. I think he's okay. He left, I think, right before halftime. I didn't see what happened in the second half. Uh, I mean, I'll sure. I don't know what to say. <laughs> sure. Um, he might He might only score. Right. I, I think that they still would prefer Pacheco near the goal line. Oh, Pacheco is going to do, yeah. All right, let's go to Miami and the Jets. 30 to nothing. All Dolphins here. Uh, what do we got? Devon Achan is not a must-start running back. Don't believe it. This, I think, was an injury situation. You think so? Yeah. I I thought that, but I think he had touches in the fourth quarter of this game. He did. He played 40% of the snaps with Tua, and I believe he played a little bit with Mike White. I'll double-check that. I've got the McKinnon numbers in the second half. If you they did that a couple weeks ago, too. His first game back, they were playing Washington. late in the game. Yep. Yes. So I, yeah, I don't know if it was an injury situation. He, 
Do well. Here's the question: Do we expect more than twelve touches per game from Achan? If so, how many more? Not many more. No. So yeah. Look, they're they're like... they're about to hit the the brutal part of their schedule. It's Dallas, Baltimore, and for you know NFL purposes, Buffalo. And are they going to rely on Achan, or are they going to rely on Moster? They're going to rely on Moster. You know, so this is probably not more than. Uh, can he break a play here? Can he help us do something there? If they're trailing, then maybe that's a big part of it. I don't think they're playing with a huge lead in those games. So, Achan as a must-start guy, probably not. It, is Raheem Mostert? The, this has been a uh, changing answer the last month, but is Raheem Mostert the front runner for fantasy MVP? I think so. Either him or Kyron Williams or Brock Purdy. Yeah. Purdy's a good one too. I think Mostert leads the NFL in touchdowns. Yeah, it's hard to take it away from him. But Purdy's a good one. Well, he must lead in non-quarterback touchdowns. Well, yeah, yeah. Th- those aren't touchdowns. Right. Uh, I think I heard on the broadcast today that Raheem Mostert has scored more touchdowns this year than the other, than every other previous year of his career combined. That's not surprised. 19 touchdowns coming into the to his yeah to this season. He has 20 this year. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, Waddle. Two snaps for HN with Mike White. I mean, I will admit I benched Jalen Waddle today after starting him basically every week all year. I benched him for Puka Nakua. And uh I'm annoyed. I did the same. I'm very annoyed. He had his best yep. game. Do you like does he keep it going, or was this just because Tyreek Hill was absent? It's because Tyreek Hill was absent. I, well, I mean, look, he's had some good games. It's not like he's had complete duds and the surprising part of it is two of his best games coming at the Jets. You know, so uh, this matchup obviously is is something that's favorable to him while not favorable to most other, you know, passing games. And, and you know, you brought this up a lot, Adam, that, you know, wide receivers, good ones have had good games against the Jets. So maybe not, it's not a huge surprise. But, I mean, look, they're going to be in some shootouts these next two weeks. So Jalen Waddle should be in your lineup. Do you know why I agree good wide receivers be in your lineup? Do you know why good wide receivers do well against the Jets? Because they are too stubborn to let Sauce Gardner shadow the, especially when it's a situation where there's only one damn wide receiver on the field that's going to get any targets. And he beats DJ Reed for like a 60 yard touchdown, whatever it was. It's infuriating. I, I just, I don't get it. Like, let your guy shut him down. Let your guy be a stud. I'm surprised that you're that upset about it. I think it's stupid. I, I, I think, I think by the way, that Jalen Ramsey was following Garrett Wilson around a decent amount in this game, which is what they should be doing. Not in the slot or anything like that. But it's just, it just drives me crazy. Don't leave Sauce on one side. Let him follow. When there's only one wide receiver to cover, let your best cornerback cover him. All right. It was a roller coaster game for Waddle, too. He had two catches early. Looked like he was hurt. Looked like we were going to lose him for the game. Came back in. Did the touchdown that he scored on DJ Reed look like something that Tyreek Hill would do? Yeah. Tyreek Hill did yeah. do that against DJ I know. Reed. <laughs> and because Tyreek didn't play, Waddle got to do it. I don't know if I can count on Waddle to be this good when Tyreek Hill comes back. No, but again, you know, I mean, is he going to yeah. be is he 14 to 18 PBR yeah. points? Yes. Yes. I yes. hope so. I hope so. Right around 15. This was the first game that he played in with HM where he had over 15 PPR points. Interesting. San Francisco, 45, Arizona, 29, 45, 45, 29. You should sit Kyler Murray for Baker Mayfield or Nick Mullins or Jake Browning or whoever else you can find next week. Against Chicago next week. I think I'd lean into that. And At Chicago. Yeah. I, I think the Bears defense is 
I mean, we talked about that fluky play for Amari Cooper. I think this Bears defense is better than what the stats will suggest. And I don't think Kyler Murray is really um, – he's had some good moments. He's had some big plays. He's had some close calls that should have gone his way. But I don't think that he's necessarily back to playing at the level that he was at pre-ACL. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's anybody you can find, but I do think the ones that you listed are, are, are better than Kyler Murray. <laughs> right. Um, I just said this on, uh, on, on HQ, uh, Trey McBride's the number one tight end next year. Yeah. We just talked about that earlier on the show. If it's McBride or Laporta number one rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. And that's, that, that was something I noticed watching that game is how bad Kyler looked trying to throw the ball outside. McBride was the only person he threw the ball accurately to. He tried to throw outside to Wilson or or to Marquise Brown got hurt. I I don't know if I I did mention that. I think he left with a heel injury. He didn't have a target. Yeah, well, he he came in with a heel injury, so maybe he's not a hundred percent. But I mean, it's just it since since (laughs) Murray has come back, uh, Marquise Brown has been a disaster. Yeah, yeah. But he's left each of the last two games, so he's got nobody to throw to other than McBride right now. I mean, that's a terrible wide receiving core um, without Marquise Brown. Uh, all right. How about James Conner, Heath? You mentioned he's yeah. never been below. He hasn't been below four yards per carry in any game. He just, this was a pretty beat up 49ers defense, in particular on the defensive line. He ran but great. Still, yeah. What a he game. He ran great. Yes. Is he an easy must start guy now? Because I don't think he was ranked that way this week. Not at Chicago. He's a low end number two, I think. All right. Rams 28 and Commanders 20. Good job. Start of the week. Um, even, even if the commanders start Sam Howell, you can't start Sam Howell. Believe it. Can you start Terry McLaurin? If Believe Tony Brissett starts. So they're at the Jets, though. So so Don't he'll beat it. up DJ Reed <laughs> on one half. Oh, that means awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. We we kind of we we kind of pumped up McLaurin on Friday's show. Um I don't know what to do with him next week. But I don't know if the Howell reset thing really matters. I know it mattered in this game, but what do you think? Top twenty-four or, or more like top thirty? Thirty. I'd lean toward thirty. Yep. With McLaurin. What about Samuel? Curtis Samuel, two touchdowns. Top thirty-six. He's like a Debo Samuel. Uh, all right, Puka on the bench next week, or still trust them? At the same home against the Saints, probably a number two. Yep. Hey, who are you ranking higher next week, Cup or Nakua? Cup. Oh, Cup. He's back. I, I think I'm there too. Yeah. I was encouraged by what I saw. And finally, Buffalo 31, Dallas 10. And I just want to say, if you're freaking out about Stefan Diggs, another I should have had them in the Super Duds too, Mega Duds. Josh Allen threw 15 times for 94 yards. So I personally am going to give Stefan Diggs a pass, not Gabe Davis, but Stefan Diggs a pass. <laughs> what did the Magic 8 Ball say about Gabe Davis? I think week? it said to start him, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I screwed me over. Go get a hammer. <laughs> uh, what do you have for this game? I don't have. Uh, James Cook is a top 10 running back next year. Might be top five. <laughs> he looks. He looks so awesome. He really does. I hope. I hope Joe Brady keeps the job. 
Thank God they got that stiff Ken Dorsey out of there. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. <laughs> he is a stiff. He didn't get the job done. Uh, I love what I'm seeing from Cook. It is coming at an expense, though, because Diggs hasn't been great lately, and Josh Allen's numbers have to be hoisted up by what he does as a runner. But it's helping Buffalo win. And their defense is looking better, too, and their pass rush was all over Dak today. And uh, yeah, I, I think Buffalo is becoming that team that's getting hot at the right time. Will well, they get in? Will uh, they get in? Oh, I for sure. They They're not going to lose again. Nobody wants uh, them to. They, they may not lose again, but they also still need help. <clears throat> well, they need Miami to lose at least one more time before they play them in weeks 18. To win a division, yep. And then that can be for the division. Right. Oh, they need help to get the wild card, too? Well, they're still behind the Bengals because of head-to-head, and they're behind the Browns. If they win out, they'll get in. You got to figure, but yeah, yeah they're, they're going to they be should, the, yeah. the scariest six or seven seed. It's not not going to be fair. I think they're probably going to be the three or four. I think the best, the, the most fun thing is if they beat Miami in Week 18, and then the next week those teams have to play in Buffalo. That oh, game's going to be in kill. Miami. That that game in Week 18 is Miami, right? Yeah, it's in Miami. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be fun. I, I would, I would love to go to that game. That'd be awesome. Uh, all right. Well, that's I, if you watched that game or you didn't watch it, it felt like the Bills were playing in the Super Bowl. Like their fans were so into it. They were, they played incredibly well. Are they in a? Were the is the playoff committee voting them in now? Are they are they in the four team playoff? Oh yeah. What's the new top four? Well, again, 49ers. an unmistakable top three of San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Baltimore. San Francisco, Baltimore, Philadelphia. And then a, a very, and then what? You really going to crap on my Lions pick now? You're going to put the Chiefs in over them? Well, two weeks ago, the Lions were terrible. Exactly. We can't keep doing this. We can't keep doing this every single week. The Bills but were That's not what good. a committee does. They, they vote teams in every no, week. No, but yeah, I think the whole body I think, of work. I think Kansas City is the Alabama. Kansas City. Nah. Yeah. Kansas, Kansas City's got to be in. Not, Kansas City, Kansas City wasn't in for me, it. so Kansas City's out. Kansas City is so out. They're so out. Who? Wait, who, who's your fourth, Jamie? I had uh, San Fran. I had Dallas, and so Dallas is out. But I had San Fran, Dallas, Philly, and Miami. No, I'm going. Da- I'm going Dallas fourth. Miami's not in. How could you put Miami in? We'll find out. They play each other. How could you put week? Dallas in? They just. <laughs> I mean, they lost to the Bills. They still have a better record than the Bills, and they have a win against the Eagles. You know, it's not easy. You have to. You have to pick a flawed team at four. But you can't pick the Cowboys at four because then they have to go on the road and they're not competitive. Well, if that's right. That's what I told you. I said Miami. Miami had to be. Miami had to be two. <laughs> you know, I'm, gonna do it like this. I'm, I'm putting the Giants in. They're three and one in their last four games. They beat the Packers. I'm putting them in. What did you think of the Saints' uh, defensive lineman doing the uh, celebration league. every I thought second? It, was Bush league. it pissed me off. I'm still mad about it. I was mad the whole game. I was mad the whole game. And they took some pretty big shots on him too. Like I, I, I was. I thought it was Bushley. Like he doesn't. He didn't do this to anyone. You don't have to do it to him. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, good question here from uh, you know JC. Is Kincaid still a must start? Donut today, and he had a bad. I think he had two bad drops for Buffalo. They made they made reference to uh, Greg Olson. Made reference to the gloves. He said he was wearing rain gloves to start the game, and then he switched gloves after the two drops. Um. Is he still again? It's similar like Saquon Barkley. Like if there's somebody on the waiver wire you think is better and yep. has performed better, then sure you can make that switch. But who's out there? Like what tight end is available? Isaiah Likely, maybe you know if you picked him up. Darren Fear Waller. Game. Darren Waller against the Eagles. At the uh, Eagles? Potentially. Waller, yeah. You, you can I do that. So. Um, but 
I don't know. I mean, Aiden O'Connell just threw for four touchdowns against the Chargers, <laughs> and that's who he gets this week. So Josh Allen may have a huge game. Dak is, someone says, Dak is Romo. Romo is Dak. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Dak is Romo. You know what? I would take it. A lot of franchises would take Tony Romo, Dak Prescott any day of the week. Those are great quarterbacks. All right, we're out of here, everybody. Uh, thanks for watching and listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Beyond the Box Score, our last Beyond the Box Score of the season. Talk to you then.